0: Hi Jill. Hi Steve. We have a special guest here today, but you know first I was thinking we should we should have a name for our little thing, you know, our little discussion, our podcast. Should we, should we call it the, the Jill and Steve podcast?
1: <laughs> sure. Sometimes we have special guests like today, but...
0: Well, don't give away the secrets. We have a special guest here. We had a special guest the last time, Stephen Coyle, and we have a special guest this time. But uh, seriously, this is uh, one more in the series of podcasts that Jill and I have done, where we speak on different subjects. These are transcribed, they're available at EnglishLink.com, and uh, so and we enjoy doing them. And with that, we'll move to our special guest. And who is our special guest? It's Mark from Two Doors Over. <laughs> well, I don't
1: feel so much like a special guest since I am involved in a fair number of these myself. Uh, Uh, It is already the English Link Podcast. I don't think we need another name for it. Basically, all the podcasts are discussions mostly between you two, but also involving others and me a fair amount of the time. So I think
0: that's probably good enough. The English Link Podcast series it is. Now, we didn't invite you here because you're involved and have been on previous discussions. We invited you here because you have been very much involved in this whole... Web 2.0, 3.0. I even heard reference to Web Uh, 4.0. World of sort of interactivity, conversations, connections between people who have common interests. Uh, It's a personal thing. It's a social thing. It's a marketing thing. I don't understand it very well. Every so often I get prodded by Mark to do certain things. So I thought that Mark should come in And Jill and I, who are relative neophytes, we can ask stupid questions, and you can give us enlightening answers.
1: Well, that whole concept doesn't sound like it should be too much of a problem, the uh, stupid questions, (laughs) enlightened (laughs) answers part. Um, Regarding Web 2.0, Web 2.0, I understand. Web 3.0, 4.0, people use those terms. I don't know if they're necessarily properly defined, I don't really know what those uh, refer to exactly. But as for Web 2.0, which is, yeah, uh, the way we're trying to move our site at link, um, the basic concept, at least in my mind, is that uh, you're, instead of just having a website uh, the way things are going is to have a community built around an activity on a website so that, in effect, in terms of our language system, where on the old linguist, the bulk of the activity was the activities on our site, like reading, listening, reviewing vocabulary. We did have a bit of community there in terms of uh, our forum and and with online discussions and we did have a bit of blogging uh, started towards the end on Vox. Um, but all those things we we're trying to make bigger and better on Link, and to try and involve people more and to have more activities where our members can share with us, with each other, get to know each other and
0: and just build up the social interaction as it relates to language learning. I mean, I, I saw it described somewhere that the initial idea with a web page is that you simply put it up. It's like a brochure that's online. So it's very much the web page is talking at people or is telling people something. So it's very much a one-way street. Uh, uh, but now you read about how, and, and we see it with these, and you can maybe explain to us some of these social interaction sites that have been so successful like Facebook and and so forth, where it's really the computer... He sort of connects you to all kinds of people. And so it's no longer the, the website talking to people who look at it. It's, it's a lot of interaction and, and accessing resources and, and there's a sort of an ongoing multi-level conversation and sharing of personal anecdotes and, and so forth, some of which strikes me as being, you know, like, how much can you take? Like, there's a lot of it that it has to be just kind of frivolous overload. And yet, in all of that, it's looked at very seriously by marketing people, by educators, and so forth and so on. How do you sort through all the, the smog there to get at what's real and what's useful? Well, well <laughs>
1: not sure really where to start. There were a lot of points and questions there. Um, but to, to start with, yeah, uh, regarding all the sites like Facebook and uh, MySpace and uh, whatever else is out there, Twitter and so on, where people are blogging or Twittering or whatever you call it, uh, putting up details of what they're up to and, and talking to each other and following their friends' uh, lives through their blogs and so on, that whole thing, I must say, you know, and I think none of us are in a boat where we really do that, but there are lots of people who do, and lots of people who spend a lot of time doing that, because I don't see how else you can do that short of spending a lot of time. I mean, I know that even when we had our Vox blogging community, you can spend a lot of time keeping up with everybody and reading everybody's posts and commenting and so on, and I mean, I think to a certain degree, a lot of these things have a initial, like when people first get on them, there's an initial burst of enthusiasm. People spend a lot of time. And then I think for a lot of people, it's hard to maintain that level of enthusiasm to continuously blog about yourselves and comment on other people's blogs and so on. Um, obviously there's some people that do maintain it and, and do a lot of that and they enjoy it and that's great. And I think it's, it's a sort of a recreational activity for some people. Um, I think hopefully what would be a little different with us and, you know, we will, we should have that sort of social part that, uh, just general interest of our members who want to speak to each other and connect and and so on but what's what's good about or different about our social network if you want to call it that when we finally have it properly set up is that people will be yes communicating with friends but doing so in a language that they're trying to learn so that in effect they're learning while they're having fun and interacting which i think makes
0: us a little bit unique However, you know, we have seen that in Japan, we have had Japanese speakers having, you know, maintaining Japanese language blogs about language learning, which seems to provide them with some level of moral support and mutual encouragement. And I've seen it like somebody will post, oh, I'm so discouraged. I did this and I, you know, I didn't do well and so forth and so on. And then they'll get three or four Japanese language posts saying, oh no, uh, you know, Kazuko or whatever, you know, you must try harder. And So that there's a whole mutual support group there, even in their own language. So that that level of social interaction with learners of your own language group is also a good thing.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's one thing that we've said since day one is that while we believe, you know, learning on your own and, and using our system is the most efficient way to learn a language, uh, we've also often said that it's difficult to continue doing it on your own all by yourself in isolation. Uh, and one of the big advantages that schools have, or or maybe the only advantage that schools have, <laughs> is that they <laughs> enable that social interaction between peers, uh, which, which motivates you to keep going, to keep showing up uh,
0: every day. Now, of course, we're... Um looking at doing two things using this new web 2.0 social interaction on the internet and so forth Uh, and and it's not not only social interaction because it's also taking advantage of resources that are available on the internet like podcasts and so forth which you might also maybe refer to in fact i'll I'll, i won't ask all 10 questions at once so i'll give you a chance to answer them Uh, so i'll begin by saying we're looking at it from an educational point of view and from a marketing point of view if we look at the educational side of it there are some exciting opportunities to take advantage of resources that are on the web. Maybe you could talk a little bit about how that might work. Um,
1: we have some ideas about taking advantage of podcasts and uh, blogs and, and in addition to all the uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, properly, not properly produced, but conventionally produced content that's available uh, on the web. Specifically with, with, as it relates to uh, podcasting and blogging, obviously we want both audio and text. Blogs don't have sound, podcasts don't have text. We're trying to figure out the best way to interest bloggers or podcasters to provide either the text or the audio and also somehow link to our site and so that people can use that material to learn from. Uh, Obviously, we want to try and figure out a way that provides more sort of uh, incoming links or traffic for us. Um, To do that, we obviously have to provide some benefit to those bloggers and podcasters. Number one, they're looking for traffic. Number two, I think a lot of bloggers and podcasters podcasters are having trouble figuring out how to monetize their podcasts and blogs so if we can sell their content somehow uh, through our site then that's an attraction for them so there's a there's a bunch of ideas there I don't really want to specifically nail down any Mm -hmm. tactic because we haven't perfected or or or, uh, completed our specification
0: but but uh, certainly that's a big part of our strategy just as the idea of getting the the involvement of our learners as content providers and potentially tutors in their native languages and so forth so there's that whole educational aspect of that interactivity in uh, in the web 2.0 environment how about on the marketing side do you want to comment I mean we all see these audio clips video clips Seth golden and uh, uh, what was the name of that uh, Ted Kawasaki or uh, Guy Kawasaki and so forth and so on. Uh, you're our combination of Seth Godin and Guy Kawasaki. So how do you see on the marketing side? what, what is in the end going to work? Is it, uh, is it the face tying into a Facebook? Is it trying to do something on our own? How do we you know establish credibility that people will talk about us in a positive way? I mean the, the, how do you see all that? In a word <laughs> or ten <laughs> or more? Uh, well, I mean, I think one of the issues that we
1: face is that we don't have a massive ad budget to spend, uh, nor is it obvious that by spending a whole bunch of money, we would uh, make that money back because our customers are everywhere, but there's no specific, it doesn't seem like in the past we've been able to target specific groups to market to that where that marketing has been cost-effective. Because our service isn't very expensive, and they basically the cost of marketing to an individual is too high. Uh, so we've got to try and figure out ways uh, that we can have our members spread the word for us, and that's a big part of the social interaction for sure. Uh, the more fun and the more social you can make it, the more likely people are going to be able to spread it. Um, while an individual user might think our functionality is great the chances of that friends user thinking the functionality is great enough to come and join are just lower than the chances of their friend saying hey I can come on I can speak to, to people all over the world I can learn a little uh, Swahili at the same time not that we have Swahili but yeah yet, uh, yet. Um, and make friends get on with my friend I mean all those types of things I think will help it spread more easily Uh, because in the past, even though we think our system has been effective and our members tell us it's effective, they have had trouble spreading it because it wasn't maybe as fun as it could have been. So we've tried to make it more fun and and, and we'll see.
0: I think too, we've uh, in the new system, A, we've made it more fun. Uh, Plus uh, we now, it's easier to join because you can join for free. And so we have more levels. We have uh, more levels than we had before. So I think it's going to be easier for people to come in and just, just play with it a little bit. And if their friends are doing it and it's fun, then they may may be, uh, you know, inspired to uh, to join. Um, so, yeah, these are the... So, uh, but if we leave aside our particular situation, um, it seems every six months there's a new killer application. I mean, Skype, in a way, is, is, was a killer application and a successful one that's still there. Uh, Flickr, uh, you know Facebook. Uh, now it's Twitter. Uh, do these all have legs, staying power? Do some of them come and go? Uh, and how do you, as you're planning our strategy, both in terms of education and marketing, how do you know what which one is a mirage that you don't want to take a flying leap at? Which ones are the the ones that are going to be around that you want to you know influence your strategy? Uh, with a new thing pop- popping up every three months, is is that a bit, uh, you know, stressful really in, in the sense that you think anything you start to do is going to be uh, outdated in three months or six months? Uh, I mean, I don't really think that's the case with new stuff that comes
1: up. I mean, it's a good idea to know about the new stuff and to check it out and to be aware of what they're doing and maybe you can learn something and take some of what they're doing and... And plan to incorporate it some sometime in the future, but I think generally our strategy has been the same for quite a while, and we've been obviously taking long taking longer than we would have liked to implement it. But um, the basic strategy is the same, and I don't see it changing. Where where we're trying to build up a social community around language learning and yeah, there's going to be innovations and new wrinkles and improvements all the time, and we'll continue to improve our site on an ongoing basis as we go forward. But uh, the basic strategy is the same, and I don't, I don't see where anything we're doing um, should be changed regarding the, those applications that you spoke about and whether they would be lasting or not. I, who knows? It's, I mean, obviously they start they they when they. Take off. They they take off at a sharp rate and 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 then reach a level where I think they plateau. But that doesn't mean that they're not doing that. That they don't have tens of millions of users. You know, I don't know if that just because their
0: growth rate is slow doesn't mean that they're not doing well. So
1: uh, I guess that
0: would that would be that. Well, you know, it's a bit like the functionality on our site. I mean, there are always. Systems somewhere that are doing some little thing that is we're not doing, and so we often get people saying, "Well, why don't you do this? Why doesn't your flashcard do that? Or why don't you ha- your dictionary do this?" And and of course, y- you pointed out that we'll be constantly perfecting our, our social inter- you know, interaction model, and we will also be adding features to our basic learning functionality. We think that the uh, the basic the overall package the sort of comprehensive integrated package we have is tremendously powerful are there systems out there that have little features that we don't have for sure there are and where there are good features like that we will be looking to integrate them but you can't always be looking over your shoulder and 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 worrying about somebody else who has some feature there will be and in fact many people are going to use more than one approach to learning a language People may buy books, should buy books, should buy uh, do other things. They don't necessarily have to find everything possible related to learning a specific language in our system. I think what we provide still has, I think, outstanding value. Now, it's one thing for us to say it, but of course we hope that uh, our learners will feel the same way and and spread the word. So, thank you, Mark, uh, giving us an expert's view (laughs) on all of this. What we should follow up with in the next episode is Jill and I, a couple of people who don't know what they're talking about, uh, talking about this. That would be interesting. Don't you think so?
1: Uh, Let me think on that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome.